BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. The Atlanta Hawks go to College Park, take on Zion and the Pelicans. We'll talk about what we saw as the Hawks go 3-0 in the preseason. Right here, right now, on the Hawks Beat Podcast. Kevin Herter to get it in. Everyone standing at State Farm Arena. Herter looks. Plays it into Trey. Two seconds, one. Trey Slaughter. Rip his heart out, I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal and ambitious and most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynx is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from Nairclaw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. You are now listening to the Hawks Beat Podcast with your host, Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to another edition of the Hawks Beat Podcast. It's your man Edub taking you on another journey of Atlanta Hawks basketball tonight. Well, today <laughs> we had Hawks basketball in College Park. <laughs> the Atlanta Hawks took on the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, in College Park at the Gateway Arena. We did not physically go to the game, but we were in attendance virtually. <laughs> we did watch the game and uh, have just a, qu- a few thoughts on it as the Hawks take care of business and go to 3-0 and on the preseason uh, schedule. So good win for the Hawks today. And uh, yeah, take care of business. So I hope the sound is okay with this podcast. I'm not in my usual home studio so i hope the sound is coming through okay and uh if it's not well continue to listen anyway (laughs) nevertheless nevertheless man let's get into it let's get into it if you are first time into the podcast welcome 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 we appreciate your business we appreciate your ear and uh welcome into the show make sure make sure that you uh, follow us and connect with us on all of our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and even TikTok. TikTok and YouTube, we're trying to kick the tires on our YouTube page and get that going again. Uh, we've been utilizing the YouTube shorts thing, so uh, swing on by to YouTube and, and show us some love there as well. So uh, to all the regulars, what's up? How y'all doing? Daps up to y'all. And, uh, of course, uh, shouts out to all the newbies. All right. So 
Um, now that we get the particulars out the way, Hawks and Pelicans again. Um, Hawks go to three and zero on the preseason, and today they were without the services of DeAndre Hunter, um, Clint Capella, and Sadiq Bay. Yes, those were the ones that were out. Yeah, so um, word on the street is that Hunter is still kind of dealing with the bruise. I saw that he was still kind of warming up. I uh, did some, uh, spent a little time uh, getting ready uh, before the game. So again, I I don't think that it's anything too dire. Quinn says, you know, he'll be ready. You know, when the live bullets happen and for the regular season. So. Uh, I'm kind of taking that with a grain of salt. Now it is, uh, it it is of note to know that DeAndre Hunter also has had some injury problems in the, in the, in the past with that knee. So I don't know which knee it is, but we'll continue to monitor it and uh, we'll see, man. You know, because you you need you want to start the season healthy. You want to start the season healthy. Do I think Quinn is telling us everything? I don't know. I don't, I don't know, man. Like, he might be, he might not be. I know Quinn is a very, uh, he likes to keep things very close to the vest. So, I don't know, man. I hope Dre's okay. Just hope Dre's okay. Uh, Sadiq and Clint, they're fine. Uh, they're just getting a night off or a day off as this was a 3.30 tip. And uh, it was an interesting lineup because today we saw Anyeka Kwangu play a little bit of the four position. So they go with the starting lineup of Trey and DJ and uh, Bogey, and they have uh, Onyeka and uh, Bruno at the four and the five, which was kind of interesting to see. We I don't, I don't recall the last time seeing, um, seeing Onyeka at the four, but uh, for what it's worth, I thought he looked pretty good at the four. You know, he's starting to get that corner pocket three. I don't think he hit any tonight, but uh, he was, he was taking it. If it was, if it, listen, if it's there, you got to take it. If that's something that you work on, you take that shot. So um, I liked what I saw from Onyeka tonight. Um, the idea at the four, um, I don't think that if it is something that the Hawks would do, it, it'll, it'll be something that's done a lot. I think that it is uh, a wrinkle that they can possibly throw in there. And I think that's good because Anyeko is not only one of your best bigs as far as your defender is concerned, defenders are concerned. He's also a really good perimeter defender, you know. So, you know, if you got a versatile big out there, you need a, a versatile big that can cover him. Anyeko is your guy, you know, more so than Clint. But, uh, yeah, man, we'll, we'll monitor what that looks like. Um, but I thought, I thought Onyeka had a very good game today. Uh, let me see if I can pull up his, let me see if I can pull up the box. I think he finished with like 18 points or so, you know? So, um, all, all, all the, um, yeah, I, I just think he had a good game. I think he had a good game. So I won't, I won't go into a diatribe about that. So he did leave the team in scoring today, finishing with 18. I had to go back and pull up the box score. I'm sorry, y'all. Uh, <laughs> finished uh, as, as the, uh, the Hawks leading the score with 18 points today. Uh, finishing up with six rebounds on, uh, let's see, eight of 10 shooting. So um, let's just go through some of these notes, man. Give you some of my thoughts on the game real quick. I'm not going to belabor the point. Um there's going to be plenty of games that we're going to be breaking down and dissecting. So these preseason 
pods are going to be a little bit vanilla, but we're going to give you a little bit of what we saw today. Um, with the starting lineup, I thought they looked like a preseason game. <laughs> I thought they looked good, but they were a little sloppy, right? They were a little sloppy, a little turnover happy. Um, but I was on both sides of the nickel. I think that the Pelicans were a little sloppy as well. And so here's the thing. It's two schools of thought here, right? At the half, you had 32 combined turnovers. <laughs> now, the Hawks had an 18-point lead, but you had 32 combined turnovers between both teams. There's two schools of thought, right? So the one school of thought is the Hawks are playing really good defense, right? The other school of thought is that the Pelicans are just playing sloppy, you know, because it's preseason. So uh, which one do I believe is true? I think the truth lies somewhere in the middle. I think that the Hawks were playing good defense, and I think that the Pelicans were also a bit sloppy. So uh, kind of take that with a grain of salt and trying to uh, trying to see that with a a a uh, a, a pers- an eye of perspective, I guess you want to say, right? You want to have a little perspective on these things. But listen, Hawks fans are excited, and they will should be. They will should be. And don't let me rain on your parade. I think that the Hawks are looking really good defensively. Uh, well, not really good. I think they're looking better defensively. They, they seem to be showing a lot more effort uh, defensively. I know uh, it's nice to see DeJounte Murray had two, two steals in the first quarter. And uh, that's nice to see, man. You like to see him out in the passing lanes. And that just shows, like, he's committed. You know, he's committed to getting out there on the defensive end. He finished the game with four steals. Um, talking about DeJounte, of course. And uh, you just like to see that. Atlanta as a team had 17, I mean, sorry, 15 steals, you know. And that's good. You know, that's good. You know, so, again, you could say the Pelicans are sloppy. You could say the Hawks' D was good. However you want to call it. However you want to believe it, it's up to you. Uh, I, I like to kind of just kind of lie somewhere in the middle. But overall, I think the Hawks defense has looked better in the small sample size of just three games. Right. Just three games. So um, I even have this in my notes. I said this team looked active defensively, you know, um, just more energy, more energy. And, and it's not so much that you're a lockdown team, but you have to get to a point where defense has to be something that is intentional. It has to be intentional. And you have to get to a point, especially toward the end of the year, when you're playing these teams in big games, you have to be able to say, okay, we got to lock in and get a stop. It's not just going to be like, hey, we just outscore you. Like Phoenix can do that because look at the roster. <laughs> the Hawks don't the Hawks can't really do that. You know what I mean? Like, I mean they can, but like it wouldn't be advantageous for them. It wouldn't be it wouldn't be the best for them to, to go that route. They need to be able to, to buckle down and get stops when they need to. Um let's see. One thing uh Snyder had talked about was their transition defense. And uh there was a, a span when they were, they were playing pretty good for about three minutes and uh there was one moment then guys didn't get back in D. Snyder immediately got off that immediately got off the bench, hit that TO. I don't know what he said in in, in the timeout. And I don't know if it was because the guys didn't get back. Well, I, all I know is that guys didn't get back and he called a T.O. You love to see that. You love to see that. And I'm not even one of these guys that are just like, oh, I'm not like, 
I'm not like in the honeymoon phase with Snyder. You know, I think he's a good coach. Do I think he's better than the previous coach? Yes. Do I think he's better than the previous two coaches? Yes, I do. But, you know, there <laughs> there is a, uh, you know, every time the Hawks do something well, everyone's all like, oh, yeah, Snyder, Snyder, Snyder. Yeah, like, yeah that could be true. But, you know, how about the guys are just kind of playing better, you know? So not taking nothing away from Snyder. I think he's a good coach. I think he's better than both the previous guys. But, you know, I just kind of look at things differently. And I think that that's why people who rock with the podcast rock with the podcast because I don't I don't give you the fan perspective per se. Do I want the Hawks to win every single game? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because I like the Hawks. I like covering the team. They're good for business, right? But the difference between me and you, the fan, is when they lose, I go to bed. I don't lose that much sleep over it. <laughs> and I admire the fans because they keep my podcast going. And I, I just love their passion and tenacity. But that's just kind of my take on Snyder. I think he's doing an excellent job. And I think that this team is showing that they're responding to, to whatever he's teaching them. Because I can see it. Like, I can see it on and off the court. So, um yeah, that's my that's my little diatribe on uh, Mr. Snyder. Bet uh, MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn five dollars into one hundred and fifty dollars instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then place a five dollar wager on any sport. You'll receive one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. Twenty-one plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. I also thought the ball movement was good offensively. And I'm talking kind of particularly about the starters uh, who played most most of them played the first half and a little bit into the third before they went to the second and third string guys um i like the ball movement i mean let's talk a little bit about jalen johnson man let's talk a little bit about jalen johnson uh if this was a regular season i might have tagged this one the jalen johnson game First things first. Let me uh, let me let me read. Let me let me pull up the boys. Uh, let me pull up the boys' stat line. Talk a little bit about Jalen Johnson. Jalen Johnson played sixteen and a half minutes. Shot five of nine from the field. One of two from three. Finished with twelve points. Seven assists. Three boards. He was a plus seventeen. Um, the boys turning the corner, y'all. The boy is turning the corner. And Hawks fans are excitedly excited about Jalen Johnson. I don't even know if that made sense. Excitedly excited. They're really excited about Jalen Johnson. <laughs> Let's just say that. And for good reason. Folks have been calling for Jalen ever since he was a rookie. Right? Nate McMillan didn't really see any value in developing the rookies because he had that pressure on his neck. He's like, man, I got to win now. I ain't got time to be developing no rookies. But if he had a diamond in the rough, 
he what he should have seen. But anyway, we're not going to go on that. But uh, I liked what I saw out of Jalen now. Every game, he just seems to be, you're seeing the growth. Like, you're seeing the growth. You're seeing he knows how to handle the ball. He is a, one of my tweets during the game, I said, Jalen is a, his passing has been a pleasant surprise to me. I've always thought that he had a very all, I I always thought that he had a nice all-around game. But his passing has really like, ooh, like this dude is like an above average passer for a big. You know what I'm saying? We already know about his athleticism. He can rebound. He can run the floor. You know, um, the thing with Jalen was just all about getting that IQ up. Like he just needed to process things quicker um, offensively and defensively. He made some passes today that were just like, whoa, OK, yeah, you in here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, I think it was the first or second quarter. I'm sure you've seen the highlight by now. You know, he gets the ball on the wing, throws a little pump fake, gets his man in the air, dribbles around the uh, the defender. Euros throws a one-handed alley-oop to Onyeka Kongu, who finishes with the one-hand slam. Beautiful play by both players. But Jalen just shows, like, showed like yo like this is what he's capable of you know what i mean like this is what he's capable of this is what he can do and i think with every game not only his confidence is growing but the team's confidence in him is growing you know jc's gone now and it's time for guys like him like sadiq step up so he he's making a good case of like yo like even if i don't start I need to be out here during crunch time or I need to be out here getting these minutes. He is he is showing he's proving uh, that he is a viable player at that fourth spot. You know, I just like what I see from the kid. You know, uh, a lot of people were talking about him today and he was just he was efficient. And I just really liked what I saw out of Mr. Johnson today. So uh, kudos to you. Uh, Mr. Johnson on a good game in College Park. I think that, if anything, he felt kind of comfortable in that space, kind of comfortable on that court, having having played with the Skyhawks and spent that time down there. So I think that kind of was a thing for him today. But, uh, yeah, man, rough finish with, with um, what did I just read the stat line? 12 points. And uh, he was a plus 17, man. So salute to Jalen. Uh as far as the as far as the starters again, trade to Jonte Bogey, all those guys look fine to me. You know, they're ready. Like they're ready. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm not gonna spend a lot of time. Trey is looking quick. He's looking really quick. I mean, of course, we've been seeing some of the off ball stuff that people have been pleading for. Uh and and, I, and I'll say this really quick about the off ball tray stuff, you know. And this is just to kind of put things in perspective. A lot of people want like the off ball tray, this, that, and the other. I've always looked at that as like secondary. Um yeah, I want to see Trey move off ball and I want to see that as another element in the Hawks offense. But listen, Trey might be the best passer in the NBA. He might be. If he's not one, he's no worse than three. All right, so let's get that straight. So primarily, I'd rather see Trey handling the ball 
and being a point guard, you know. But if you're looking at usage rate, if you're looking at at numbers and, and this, that, and the other on how to preserve his energy, uh, yeah, the off-ball stuff is, is important. And, and I think that there is value in the off-ball stuff. I think some folks are going a little bit too far with, like, the whole off-ball stuff. Like, yo, he's not going to be Steph Curry. Like, he's not going to be Steph Curry. He just needs to have that element of if they want to run a play for him, uh, they can make it work. And I think that Quinn has instituted some things where um, with him going to the basket, with him moving around, that has paid dividends in these first three games. And I like what I see. Like, I like it. And don't get me wrong. I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying I, I think it's good. But I still primarily want to see him run the point and dish out the assist because that is what he does at an elite level, like at an elite level. Um, I spoke about DJ. I like what I saw from him, um, you know, just showing that defensive acumen, showing uh, leadership. And I just like the way he's been getting to his spots. He looks healthy. I like what I see out of DJ. Bogey was fun to me. Again, them guys are ready, bro. Like they're ready. <laughs> Anyeka, he's ready. And Bruno is getting valuable minutes because anytime you rest Anyeka or Clint, Bruno's in there. Bruno's in there logging them heavy minutes. You know, today Bruno played 24 minutes, which wasn't that bad because uh, the other night, I think he played close to like 30 something. You know what I'm saying? Bruno's picking all those big man minutes up when you got to rest Clint or you got to rest Anyeka. But he's still a young guy, and I like the development of Bruno too. So nothing bad to say about the starters. Um, the turnovers were, were a bit much, but that was kind of a team thing to me. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's preseason, right? So here's the thing. Like, you can't overlook the turnovers that the Hawks have and say, like, oh, yeah, well, it's nothing, and then think that <laughs> the turnovers that the Pelicans have are like, oh, yeah, we, we made them turn over. Nah, it's, it's, it goes both ways, guys. So both teams are sloppy with the ball. You know, it's, a, it's all how you look at it, right? But. Anywho, um, as far as the bench and the third string guys uh, who stood out to me, Garrison Matthews got in and he caught a little fire. You know what I mean? Two or six. He came in, scored like nine quick points. And uh, yeah, man, he's making a nod. He's making a case for getting in that rotation, too, because his shot these first three games. I don't have the specific numbers over the three games, but. Your boy has been shooting, and he's been looking good, you know. Um, AJ is, is 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 apparently struggling a little bit with his shot out the gate. Am I concerned about AJ? Absolutely not. I'm not. Somebody was like, I saw somebody tweet it. And I don't know if he was tweeting it to be funny or if he was being serious because nuance gets lost on Twitter. He said, yay, book it, man. Give me Seth and put get AJ up out of here. Like, no, we're not finna do that, sir. Seth Lumpkin is not better than AJ Griffin. We're not going to call that right now. I'm not going to call that on my podcast right now. Give AJ a little grace, man. It's three games into the preseason. I'm not ready to say a second rounder is better than this guy already. Nah, not ready to do that. 
<laughs> um, let's see. Who else do I want to highlight before we get up out of here? Kobe Buffkin. I thought Kobe looked pretty decent today. I thought Mo Gay looked decent. Uh, Mo was four for four today. Uh, only played 13 minutes. I thought he was active. I thought he has good energy. Um, I like the way Kobe Buffkin moves. I just like the way he gets to his spots and that he, he moves kind of like veteran-like. He moves like almost... He moves kind of like freshman or like rookie year AJ because AJ just seemed like when he was a rookie to move and to, to operate like he wasn't a rookie. And I'm getting those vibes from Kobe Bufkin as well. Like he seems very confident in himself. Uh, he seems to know like he knows the game of basketball. He doesn't seem shaken by the moment. So, again, this is preseason and most of the guys he's going up against are second and third teamers. So. We're going to see what this thing looks like when the regular season starts. Because, listen, I'm going to tell you this, guys. For all the guys and everything that we're talking good about, you're not going to see these guys on a nightly basis. That's the reality. You're just not. I imagine that Quinn is going to go to a nine-man rotation like he always does. On some nights, he'll go ten. Uh, on, on, on nights where you play like back-to-backs or whatever, he may go a little bit deeper. But for the majority, this is going to be a 9 or 10 rotation team. Just That's just how Quinn, that's how most coaches coach. You know, they don't usually go nine, more than 9 or 10 each game. So um, I don't know how much of these guys that you're going to actually see. So that is going to be, um, that's going to be for him and his staff to figure out. Um, but it is good to know. It is good to know that you have quality depth. In that second team and in that third team. And I said this last podcast, I said, yo, this team actually has a little bit of depth to them. And like that is a good thing. You know, when you have guys like Garrison Matthews, a guy like Bruno Fernando, you know, those guys who may be third teamers, third stringers. Like it's good to have those guys knowing that they are ready. And I know they want to play. But, bro, you're not going to play every night. And that's just the reality of it. But, you know, you can throw Matthews out there. You know, you got a shooter. You know, Bruno's going to bang. You know, all of those things are net positive. So, um, when you look at the totality of today's game, uh, at one point, the Hawks were up by, like, 29 points with the starters. Uh, the the second and third team came up and kind of, uh, allowed New Orleans to kind of make some runs and they cut it all the way down, but they were able to hold on. So I think there's value in that, even though they pissed away a 29 point lead. <laughs> See, it's all about perspective. Yes, they pissed away a 29 point lead, but there is value in them holding on to the lead and not giving it up in its entirety. So it's all how you look at it. Do you look at a glass half empty, half full, right? And so um, that is something you can choose to kind of look at. So um, I thought, you know, and then you had those guys kind of bringing up the end, uh, the Miles Norris's and and, and uh, those guys, um, yeah, who kind of got kind of the scraps, but... Overall, a good win for the Atlanta Hawks. Their next game is going to be, let me pull up my schedule to see. I think it's on, let's see. Da, 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 da. I thought I had this already pulled up. My apologies. Is the next game the opening night game? No, it's in Philly. Next game is going to be 
uh, the Hawks at Philadelphia. Um, they got a couple days off, and that game is going to be at Friday on Friday in the city of brotherly love. So, um, Hawks will take on the Sixers in. Uh, I'm not. Is, will that be their final preseason game, or is there going to be one more? Let me see if I can. I'm kind of thumbing through this. I should have had this already ready to go, but I didn't. That's my bad. <laughs> but all I know is they're going to play Philly next. We'll talk about the schedule a little bit more in depth uh, in the next pod. But, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to put a bow in this podcast. Just wanted to come on real quick and just give you some ins and outs about tonight's game, uh, today's game. So, uh, make sure, make sure, make sure that you're following us on all of our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of the bells and whistles. Make sure you follow us there. Subscribe. Drop us a five-star rating. Let us know that you are enjoying the show or let us know if any questions you may have and we'll try to get those answers for you. So, like we always say, God is good all the time and all the time God is good. So, if you don't know him, you need to find him and show him some love because that is all he is showing you. L-O-V-E love. We out. Peace. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. From issuance, please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C.